Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is the Roman Show for the week of October 10th. This week we welcome UFC Hall of Famer Forrest Griffin. This plus much more on the Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the face. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. Lightning, go. Go. GNC, we're going. Down here, go. Control, go. 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 We are go. Network, go. Discovery, go. Capcom. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. George, it's another week here, and we are excited because we are welcoming UFC Hall of Famer Forrest Griffin on The Roman Show. I am your host, Rodolfo Roman, alongside. My co-host and the host of Reality Check, which you can listen to it right here on the Roman Show Network every week, every Monday at around uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. 6 p.m. Yes, 6 p.m. And mind you, how dare you not give me a proper introduction? It's dashing, George Alonzo. Just because I work for another show doesn't mean that I'm still not dashing, okay? Either way, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, you can catch George and his staff talk about Monday Night Raw, professional wrestling, and so much more. Right here on the Roman Show Network. Please tune in all the time. Or if not, you can just catch it on iTunes, uh, on Stitcher Radio. We're everywhere. As long as uh, you go ahead and follow us there also on Blog Talk Radio, uh, you will be notified when Reality Check is up, just like the Roman show as well. Hey, shout out to Athlon Rub once again. We always promote them. Put that thing on before, during, and after training, and you will feel like a champ. Visit AthlonRub.com for more information. All right, George, let's get things started here with Reality Check. And now it's time to give you a... George, well, the biggest talk, uh, I would say, in professional wrestling is this supposed rumor that Bill Goldberg might return to the WWE, one of the person, one of the opponents that they've been talking about, actually himself, Goldberg has said that if he were to return, is to face off against Brock Lesnar. Now, the rumors have, are that these two will allegedly meet inside the squared circle, perhaps at Survivor Series. And uh, that'd be a pretty huge deal. Well, as a matter of fact, yeah, it'll, be, it'll probably be the biggest deal in Survivor, uh, Survivor Series in quite a while. Like, don't get me wrong, last year's main event was very important. It was the Team Authority versus Team Cena. Uh, so not anything taken away from that, but to the fact you had the biggest name, uh, biggest draw, uh, Brock Lesnar going against Bill Goldberg, a guy that has been like rumored to be returning to the WWE 
not just this year, but for many, many years. A lot of people have spread that rumor for many years, and it finally it's coming true. Now, one thing I'm going to just say for future reference, I just hope it's not as boring as that WrestleMania match they had. Oh, please do, please do. Now, now we, I have personally spoken to him, actually myself and Joe, the reporter, I uh, have spoken to, uh, spoke to Bill Goldberg about three years ago, and we talked about it. And I do have to tell you, George, if there's one thing about Bill Goldberg is that he really hasn't changed his thoughts on a return from three years ago to now. Because he told us the same thing. You know, He said, I'm, I'm, I'm in my late 40s, and a return to the ring, it takes a lot of work. And I don't know if my body's up to it, which is the same thing he said on ESPN. Now, the physicality of this match, if Brock and Goldberg were to do it again, and mind you, that match, that first match that they had was horrendous. How good do you think it could be? That's a good question because, you know, Bill Goldberg was at the peak of, you know, shape when that match happened in WrestleMania. But now you're looking at a guy who hasn't stepped in the ring in many, many years. And on top of that, Brock Lesnar, uh, yeah, he's in shape, Brock Lesnar is. But Bill Goldberg has had, like, surgeries. He's had his ups and downs since not being in the ring for so long. So I don't know what to expect coming out of this. But all I could say is, again, going back to what I originally just said, I hope it's just not as boring as that WrestleMania match. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. And just in case, well, you can tune into the WWE Network and uh, you can see something else instead of seeing that. Speaking of, speaking of the network, um, there's been rumors now. That's another rumor. Nothing hasn't set in stone. That for 14.95, you can upgrade, and not only will you receive all of the stuff that you've been getting now currently with your 9.99 um, subscription, but you're going to be getting Evolve. You're going to be getting the WWN Network, which we have a lot of those wrestlers here on this program. Uh, you're going to get possibly. TNA's library and possibly even ROH's. Let me tell you, George, if this thing were to be true at one point, I think that every pro wrestling fan is going to be in Candyland. As a matter of fact, we were just talking about this on Reality Check Radio yesterday. Uh, we were discussing about uh, how the WWE Network might jump up to $14.99 just because of all this added content. And I have to agree that I will pay the $14.99 just to see all that added content. You know, you got the WWN, which is filled with great talents. You actually see them more constantly now on Raw and NXT. Uh, you got uh, possibly TNA. Not saying it's happened yet. Not saying it's 100% sure. Just saying. I'm throwing it out there. I, I even heard rumors of Ring of Honor joining the network. So trust me when I say this. $14.99 is definitely worth the price because do your math. For each DVD is about 20 bucks, okay? It, if you want to catch the show, if you weren't able to be there live, you had to pay $20 for the DVD. How many times do you enjoy a show, you know, per se, that a, a company provides? You want to say at least once a month, twice a month, depending on how much you follow the, the product. You're looking at $40 or $20 or $60, even if it was only $20 a month, that you only buy one DVD a month, you're still getting the same thing plus more for $5 cheaper. It, you can't. It's impossible. So I'm 100% for this, 
and I cannot wait to see if it does happen. Now, moving forward, it was announced on Monday Night Raw, three Hell in a Cell matches. I can't remember the last time that in a Hell in a Cell they had three Hell in a Cell matches, and history will be made because Paige and Sasha Banks will be going up one-on-one toe-to-toe for the title in a Hell in a Cell. Charlie, I don't know what the heck the song was. Be. Charlie and Sasha Banks are be going going at it for the title for Sasha's title, and in a Hell in a Cell, the first time ever on uh, on a Hell in a Cell pay per view, and overall in WWE, first time two women jump inside a Hell in a Cell. How crazy do you think these two ladies will be going at it? I think they're gonna listen. Their main event uh, last month, I mean, sorry, last week on Monday Night Raw was. Uh, listen, if you missed it, find it somewhere online. It's one of those matches you cannot miss. Um, it, just add the Hell in the Cell to that mix, and I guarantee you, you're going to see a five-star classic. Can they even possibly main event this pay-per-view? Maybe. It. Listen, they're trying to compete with SmackDown, right? They're trying to be original because the main event for No Mercy was first. You never know. You just never know. No, sir, you can't. Well, with this, we're going to go ahead and kick it off to Forrest Griffin, who is now a coach at the Ultimate Fighter Latin America number three, season three. He was also the winner of the Ultimate Fighter and a coach as well, but now he's back at it again. He explains to us his thoughts on fighters out of Latin America and their potential and the experience he had coaching the team or his, his, uh, his students alongside his colleague of none other than another UFC Fed uh, Hall of Famer, Chuck Liddell. This plus much more on this exclusive interview on The Roman Show with Forrest Griffin coming up next after this small break. Forrest, well, thanks so much for taking your time. Uh, I mean, let's talk about this. The Ultimate Fighter Latin America. It's the third time you appear on a season of the ultimate fighter the first one being you a contestant and the winner and then the second time coaching and then back again in coaching but this time uh in south america so, so how was that experience uh, i mean there's a lot of Did you manage to learn a couple of words or two though during that season? During the season? Uh yeah. <laughs> That's the most important thing. So since it was the the, the, the language <laughs> So since the language there was a problem, how did you manage to get around? You had some interpreters on uh, along the way throughout the season? It's funny, you know, uh Gotcha. And now, so about this cast, what can you tell me about the the fighters that uh, they were you were coaching and that Liddell were coaching? Anything that impressed you or that disappointed you? No, I mean they were good. You know, um, again, you see it in a lot of the, like countries, but 
the referee is a little behind. Not, not that you get to them, you know, they're close. Especially the uh, Argentinians, they're close enough to Brazil, they have good jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. But uh, just that, you know, wrestling, almost like the collegiate-type wrestling is always a little behind. And any of these guys really impressed you, or, or some of them that you could just remember the top of your head that you could say, hey, this guy has a right future, he just has to follow some of his skills? Yeah, well, I mean, hopefully most of them do. You know, my guys are pretty young. A lot of my guys are, are uh, like Romo and Miguel. Uh, they're, they're actually 145ers, not 155ers, you know? So, uh, I think they could do it at 145. Okay. And as you know, Mexico has a has a lot of MMA fighters that are coming up. Yair um, Rodriguez. Uh, you have several other guys that have have made that jump. Now the rest of the countries, like Argentina, Peru, Chile, they're slowly coming up little by little. How, how far do you, or how soon do you think we'll get more fighters from these countries, like Argentina, Chile, and in Central America? Oh uh, man, you know that's a good question. I don't, I don't. Uh And how was it coaching, uh, you know, on the other end, Chuck Liddell, former uh, Hall of Famer like yourself, one of the fellow Hall of Famer? How was it working alongside with him? Well, you know, the best thing about Chuck, you know, we're, we're kind of, we're, we're definitely friends and we're really take to win. And Chuck is just a dive-to-war competitor. So, um, you know, we, we definitely wanted our guys to win. We definitely got, you know, emotionally invested. As you know, the winner will be announced very soon at a, a card, a fight card in Mexico. Will, will you be out there? Will you checking out, be checking out some of the guys that you coach or, or cornering them? Or, or are you going to be the fans or are you going to be watching it at home? Uh, no, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm excited. I'm excited to, uh, to, get, to get to go down. I went to Mexico City for the on sale and I'm excited to go back. Uh, you know, and hopefully see my buddies do well. And, and for that, I'd like to get your opinion on the Ultimate Fighter because, of course, your fight with Bonner, I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a memorable fight. Uh, many have been credited for getting that exposure that the UFC has and MMA has because of your fight. So what, what do you, there was also some talk that maybe possibly canceling the show, but it's still going on as we speak. But what do you think, how important is the Ultimate Fighter to not the UFC, but to MMA in general? That the, 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 there will be a continuation for this, and of course, we've seen it expand to Asia, we've seen it expand to Latin America, uh, to England, the UK. There was there was one episode of the Canada. This 
you think this is going to go on? There, there is no ending to the Ultimate Fighter? No, I mean, if you think about it, it doesn't, as far as reality shows, it doesn't cost that much to make. And it, it, it is a good talent mine, you know? And um, so what I would like to see them do, personally, is I would like to see more of the, uh, more of like the tryouts of the Ultimate Fighter, you know? Uh, if I went to the tryouts for this, for this season, not this season, but the season before, you know, the 205ers and the 115-pound women, and, uh, you know, those are those are really intense days. So, like, we're trying out, basically, you have four minutes to show somebody that, that you're good enough, you know? And then you have one interview to prove that you've got a personality for TV. You know, those are, those are actually, I think, more interesting than a lot of the stuff on the show. And, Forth, I'd like to get your opinion because when, when you were on, on the show, uh, you know, a couple of years ago and then you made it to the UFC, uh, compare the talent back then to now. You know, how has it changed? Like, do you see more of these fighters, the young fighters, are more evolved in their fighting skill compared to the time that you came in? Where back then maybe they were just more, had more experience, more on, on a certain type of martial arts. Where now they're really more well-rounded to begin with when they get to the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, absolutely, you, you hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, guys, 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 and, and gals, women are, are more well-rounded. You know, they they've been doing it all. You know, I tell you what's changed the game is YouTube and the number of UFC shows. There's a highlight. There's a move to learn in every UFC, and and young kids watch those UFCs and they see those moves and then they go in on Monday morning or you know the next practice after the fight and they're like, well, this is how he you know he had this sweet throw or this is what Robin did. I want to do it too. And uh, yeah, that's, that's how I learned. But there were only two years this year when, when I was coming up watching them, you know? Right. And what do you think about the UFC now, from the first time that you got there? I mean, now, as you know, it's been purchased already by this company that's well-known for entertainment. And you heard the announcement that guys like Ashton Kutcher and Conan O'Brien own a piece of the UFC. What are your thoughts on that? As a fan, now of course you were in it, you're a Hall of Famer, but as a fan, any fights that from the guys that were, you were there that are still fighting, you would like to see one of the rumored fights that I just I saw. I don't know how truthful it is, but Anderson Silva and GSP could happen. What, what do you think if this fight were to happen somehow, some way? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know that that actually sounds like an interesting fight to me. You know, uh, so uh, for a long time the UFC was very pure about you know, about titles, and, and that is what is important, and that is the guys, those are the guys that should get paid, but, you know, sometimes it's fun just to watch good competition, to watch what you call, for lack of a better term, the super fight, and, uh, you know, I, I, I've always kind of liked super fights. Absolutely, well, 
course. I want to thank you so much for your time and, uh, you know, always appreciative to what you did inside the Octagon. And, uh, thank you so very much for uh, for taking your time and speaking to us, and we we'll hope to see you out there in Mexico during the uh, finale there of the Ultimate Fighter, Latin America. All right, we'll come back, man. I'll be there. All right, thanks, sir. Oh, dude, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. Well, there you have it, Forrest Griffin on The Ultimate Fighter, Season 3, Latin America. Check that out on UFC Fight Pass, and uh, a true honor to have uh, that legend right here on The Roman Show. All right, we're going to get things started here as uh, Dan Henderson retired. He's officially retired from MMA, his history uh, will go on forever. In fact, um, Brian Stan right after his fight went up to him and said, you know, thank you for this. Uh, he almost had it. He almost defeated Brian, um, sorry, Michael Bisping uh, for the title. Very, very close fight. He, he, he took down Bisping a couple of times. Uh, my book, I, I, I think he won that fight. Uh, fifth round, I, I would have given it to Bisping, but... Uh, maybe one, two, and maybe the fourth. I would have given it to Henderson, but hey, great, great career for Dan Henderson. I'm sure the UFC has something lined up for him. He's not going anywhere. Uh, a legend, you know, well into his mid 40s, and the guy is still fighting. In fact, he almost won the title again, as I said. So it's good to see the man one last time inside the octagon. That's just one thing he never did. He never won the the UFC title, but hey, he did uh, win a couple of titles over a strike force, but he had a heck of a, a heck of a career. Well, Dan Henderson, listen, uh, to me, that, that was kind of a disappointing ending as far as the fight is concerned because I had Dan Henderson winning throughout the entire fight. Even Dana White said that, and you can't take it back. Once you see it on video, once you say on the microphone on live television, you can't take it back. It's there. He said that he would give the fight to to Henderson, but the final round to Bisbing. So are you telling me that Bisbing only won out of one round against four? How does that make any sense? So basically, to me, I feel, okay, Dan Henderson as a fighter, I will never forget him. He, he's a highlight reel in the MMA octagon. Uh, the guy will, is always going to be a legend. Uh, you know, it's a shame that he never won the title. But, on, again, I feel like Henderson was cheated out of this win. And uh, I, I'm going to go on record on that. Yeah, well, sad to uh, see him, but he had, a, he had a very lengthy career and he gave us a lot of memorable um, action that we could always forever. And I'm sure UFC Fight Pass is going to come up with something uh, that we can go ahead and see from here on out. But great career, and thank you very much, Hendo. Uh, for all that great career and all that action that you gave inside the octagon and cage and strike force. All right, moving forward, rumors have been shut down. GSP, Georgia St. Pierre versus Anderson Silva is not going to happen. This according to the UFC president, Dana White. In fact, I quote him, that fight is definitely not going to happen. I think GSP, uh, I don't think GSP ever is returning. And in some cases, that's not a bad thing. The guy retired. He went on, on top. He went out on top. He's looked as uh, one of the greatest to ever do it. And I just think he lost that fire a long time ago. For some reason, he's got his own personal reasons. He likes to keep his name out there like he might be coming back and everybody's anticipating his return. 
But at the end of the day, I don't think he wants it. So, sorry, guys. It's, it's, it's not going to happen. You know, I know we, we ended up getting Pacquiao uh, and Mayweather at finally after many, many years. But I don't think we're going to get that super fight between Anderson Silva and GSP. However, it would be nice to see. And although Dana White is saying right now he doesn't believe that GSP is going to come back, I do think that he will. I just don't know when. And you can rest assured that when he comes back, they're going to give him a big name. And that Anderson Silva might be a possibility. Because what I've noticed from the UFC now is that they're really hyping up these great, crazy fights. Like a McGregor and Eddie Alvarez. You know, many people are, especially the fighters, are upset saying, well, what, what did McGregor do to get that, that shot? Why doesn't he defend his featherweight? So it seems that now, especially with the new ownership, things are adjusting. You know, they, they, they want to have that big block, blockbuster type of fight. And that's what they're doing with UFC 205. And, I mean, at the end of the day, it is a fight game, but at the same time, it is sports entertainment. Well, I, I did mention it when we first talked about the, the you know, the new ownership that we might be seeing some new things happen. You know, it, it it's under new ownership, maybe some bigger than others. And this is your proof because what number is it, 204? Uh, two, thank you. 205 is practically the biggest USC fight pay-per-view of all time. And this saying that USC 100 was a big card, fight card, it's surpassing that. And on top of that is at Madison Square Garden. And on top of that, if you haven't seen the promo uh, commercial for it, I highly suggest you do. This is all part of the change. And yeah, some people might get mad at it. They, they have every right to be. Because it's like, hey, what happened to us? You know, we, we have a division too, you know. Uh, meaning the championship that Conor McGregor currently holds. I understand that. But you, you have to also understand is this. This is a man that no matter what is a money draw. You're going to use him for what he's good at, and that is bringing people in. So how are you going to do that in the biggest fight card in UFC history? You're going to put him in a dream fight and possibly conduct history by being the first ever UFC fighter to hold two championships in two different divisions. And that will be history that if it does, if it does happen, uh, either way. Now, speaking of 205, Conor McGregor uh, has been fined by the Nevada Athletic Commission uh, on Monday uh, for uh, throwing bottles at a, at a press conference. If you remember, at UFC 202, prior to that fight against Nate Diaz, on August 27th at the Copperfield Theater inside the MGM Grand. This is when the whole thing happened. They were going back and forth, spitting at each other, uh, cussing at each other, and throwing things. Well, he uh, threw a bottle, and, uh, and, and that, that incident took place during that press conference. And the Nevada Athletic Commission has charged him a $150,000 fine, or 5% of his $3 million show purse. Uh, for throwing uh, the bottle. Now, I don't, we don't have any information as far as what Nate Diaz is going to be, uh, or if, he, if he's even going to be penalized, but I'm sure something will go down. Plus, McGregor will need to do 50 hours of community service, um, and it will require him to participate in an anti-bullying campaign for the commission. So that's a slap in the wrist he gets for throwing a bottle. And from looking at that video, actually someone got 
hit in the face. There was apparently rumors that someone was going to sue uh, for getting hit by that bottle. But one thing about McGregor is there are rumors across social media that he was training this week and he got knocked out. He got knocked out for sparring. Someone there, one of his training partners knocked him out. I think that Conor McGregor should be taking it easy, especially, especially with his big, big, big fight coming up at UFC 205. Well, yeah, yeah, listen, I hope that doesn't go out too far <laughs> because that's, that bodes trouble. You know, for Conor McGregor, if, if a spar partner can knock you out, what does that say for his coming fight in 205? Oh, I can't wait for that. Well, we're going to end up the Roman Show this week. Make sure to follow us on social media at the Roman Show. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's our Roman 0201. Visit our website, theromanshow.com. And follow us on Instagram, Roman Show Media. We leave you off with well, the news that Bill Goldberg will be at Monday Night Raw next week to answer the challenge from Paul Heyman. That is going to be huge, George. Finally. Something that the WWE needs for ratings. I'll tell you that. Something that possibly will bring them back from the grave. Because practically that's where the ratings are right now, in the grave. Absolutely. And we love to hear from you. Make sure to call us up, 786-942-9424. Shoot us an email, info at theromanshow.com, or shoot us a tweet at The Roman Show, or on Facebook, Facebook forward slash Roman Show Media. We want to hear from you. What do you think is going to happen between that match between Bill Goldberg and Brock Lesnar? Is it going to be a snoozer or is it going to be a lot of fun? Or will the build-up be better than the actual match itself, which I think that's how it's going to be. I think so. And personally, like even, even if they, let's say if he comes back next week and accepts the challenge, which we all know he did, will. We, you and I have dealt with Bill Goldberg in person. We, we know he's no slouch. Um... The next major pay-per-view, let's admit, is Survivor Series. Now, let me just say this. If I was in charge, not saying, again, this is just my opinion. I'm not trying to say they should do this. This is just my opinion. If you just booked the biggest arena for one of your major pay-per-views, and you're expecting to fill over 60,000 people into that arena... The only reason the last time you guys filled that up was because you had HBK. This year you don't. Wait till the Royal Rumble for Goldberg versus uh, uh, Brock Lesnar. That way you could fill that Alamo Dome with over 70,000 people. I guarantee it will be sold out. Step up, WWE. We'll catch you right here next week on The Roman Show. We're always live on theromanshow.com. You haven't been on, you haven't been heard.